There's a great celebration of God's judgment. Absolutely. And John witnesses this. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembert. And I'm Janice. And the name of this program is Bible Discovery TV. We are discovering the Bible today. We're in Revelation chapter 11. We're going to talk about that teaching in about five minutes time. It is going to be good. Right now, we're talking to Ryan because he has something to share with us. Go ahead. Indeed, I do. Today, in continuation of my theme of the sevens of Revelation, I'm looking at the scroll with seven seals. Very good. You know, the sevens are very much in Revelation, and uh, it's fascinating. So we'll look at that in a moment. Do you have anything, Jan? I'm going to share my segment with our entire family who is joining us again today. One of our family is Matlock. Yes. Matlock's going to join us. Welcome back, Matlock. Thanks. And you're going to be here. here with the family later. That's right. And that's a big project because there's five young children. <laughs> yeah. so. This is the calm before the storm. It that's is the right. calm before the storm, but that's okay because God will help us. Revelation 11, 15 through 19. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders, who sat before God on their thrones, fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple, and there were lightnings noises, thunderings, an earthquake, and great hail. Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 through 19. Revelation chapter 11, chapter 12, and chapter 13. This is a great book. I get very excited about this book. And Revelation 11 is a fascinating chapter. It describes two unnamed witnesses who will come to Jerusalem, still to happen, still to come. And they are noted in the scripture as the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the God of the earth, verse four. Now, God Almighty empowers these two witnesses to prophesy for the Lord in the presence of the rebellious earth for three years and six months. No one will be able to harm them or stop them in this time. But at the end of this appointed time, the evil from the bottomless pit, the enemy of our soul, will emerge and kill them. They will lay dead on the street for three and one half days. And after that time, the breath of life that comes from God will raise them from the dead and they will ascend to heaven. Everybody will see it. From here, everything changes. The second woe has passed. And the third woe expressed by the angel in Revelation chapter 8 quickly comes. 
This is the last time God demonstrates his power before he closes the book on humanity. And the only safe place to be is under the goodwill of God in that moment. Believe me, if you want to be safe, you know, you don't vote on this. This is not something that we have a democracy that we vote on. God is God and he will do what he does. And beloved, I, I just need to tell you that you don't mess around with this. And if you want to know the word of God, then write for your Bible guide and uh, you can take the Bible and read it on your own if you want to. That's great. That's wonderful. But this is a Bible guide that takes you through the Bible and highlights the various aspects of it. Now, we try our best to do what we can. And uh, you can call us or write to us or go to Bible Discovery TV. Click on it. It'll take you to a page where you can download it exactly how we have it. And uh, it's very, very good. Today, the third woe. And there's all kinds of things happening here. There, you know, there's seven trumpets. There's seven uh, lampstands. There's seven plagues. And it's just really interesting. There's a very much an order to this book. And so, Father, we pray today as we look at this and we ask that you would help us to hear what you're saying. These are the words of the Holy Spirit, Lord. And so we pray that your Holy Spirit would speak to us and help us today. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, let me just say before we get started that there's a lot of people who think they know Revelation. Well, I'll tell you what. I know Revelation. I know absolutely nothing because it is the image of Jesus Christ. Revelation is about Jesus Christ. And as I read it every year, I, I, I just go through it. I read it more than once a year. I read it and I learn so much more that I didn't see before. So let's learn from Revelation. Let's not just say, well, we know this is that. Hold on a minute. Let's learn from the Bible, the eternal word of God, what Revelation says. Revelation 11, verse 15. Listen carefully. Then the seventh angel sounded. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Okay, he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their thrones fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, we give you thanks, O Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned. Now, this is important. Listen carefully. There is a wonderful and great celebration in heaven praising God for his final judgments. The Lord has provided every possible opportunity for repentance. Did you know that? And this today, this program today that you're watching right now is another opportunity for you to come to Jesus Christ. You don't have to call an 800 number or write for this or write, give something. You don't have to do that. You simply have to acknowledge who Jesus Christ is and ask him for help to save your soul. That's it. And, and I need to tell you something. It's so many people have made this an offering thing or give this or write to that, but this is not that. This is coming to the Lord where you are with what you have right now. Very important. Come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me of my sin. Help me to follow you. Be the Lord of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Revelation chapter 11, verse 18 says, The nations were angry and your wrath has come 
and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets, all the saints and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroyed the earth. Fascinating. God's judgment is real. It's coming soon. God's judgment is real, beloved. And it comes soon. We must come to Jesus Christ today and repent. Beloved, when I say that, I mean that because you're loved of God. Beloved means loved of God. I'm simply using the same terminology they use in the Bible. The Bible is a book that's been here longer than any nation. It's been here forever. It's God's word. Revelation 119 verse 89 tells us that. Listen, we need to understand that God has given us this time right now to repent. So come to Jesus. Come to know him. I plead with you today. Because if you don't, there's going to be real, real judgment to pay. Because God's coming. And he's given you this chance right now. Revelation chapter 11, verse 19 explains it. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven. In heaven. The temple of God was opened in heaven. And the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. That's where the ark is. (laughs) The ark of the covenant was seen in his temple. And there were lightnings. There were noises. There were thunderings an earthquake, and great hail. Now, this is fascinating, beloved. The third point, God's temple and Ark of the Covenant will emerge from heaven for all to see. Through Moses and Solomon, God provided a shadow of the real thing. God has the real thing in heaven. And what they built here on earth are shadows. Beloved, Jesus Christ, when he came, He was from God, a living being. I'm just amazed this Christmas time, we've been through it the past couple of days, but to celebrate the coming of Jesus Christ the Lord. That was from God. And beloved, that's what God did. He came as a baby, grew as a man, and then we accused him of things he didn't do, and he paid the cost of sin, death on a cross, and We killed him, but, you know, three days later, death could not hold him because he was God and he stood to life in the flesh and ascended to heaven and sent his Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. People today come and they get that born-again experience of loving the Lord. That born-again experience, that's what it is, being born again. You're born again. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Know who I am. I need you now. Repentance. I need you, Lord. I want to turn away from sin. Jesus' name, and we prayed together. Amen.
Well, it's time now to carry on with our Bible study. And you know, it's no secret that Revelation is a book full of sevens. This is obvious even for the casual reader. And I've been taking some time over the last couple of days to a more intensive study on some of these sevens. If you remember on Thursday, we talked about the seven letters to the seven churches. And then on Friday, we studied the seven spirits. And today, in the third part of our study, we're going to be taking a close-up look at the seven-sealed scroll. And this scroll is given to Jesus in Revelation chapter 5. And in chapter 6, he begins to break the seven seals. And with each new breaking of a seal comes destructions, the first four of which are represented by the four horsemen. But have you ever wondered about the scroll itself? What is this important document sealed with seven seals? Well, let's take a look. Revelation chapters 6 through 16 chronicle the breaking of the seven seals on the scroll which God the Father gave to Jesus Christ previously in chapter 5. The first four seals are famously referred to as the four horsemen of the apocalypse, namely the riders of the white, red, black, and pale horse. The fifth seal reveals martyred believers in heaven who cry out to God for vindication during the tribulation. Then the breaking of the sixth seal brings six cosmic disturbances, a great earthquake, the sun becoming black as sackcloth of hair, the moon becoming like blood, the falling of the stars, the sky splitting apart like a scroll, and the mountains and islands moving out of place. With the breaking of the seventh and final seal come the seven trumpet judgments. But what exactly is this mysterious document, which only Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, is worthy to open? Interestingly, the only document in that day that was sealed with seven seals was a will. Thus it would appear that the seven-sealed scroll is the Father's will to his Son. What is the Son's inheritance? It is the kingdom, of course. When all the seals are broken and the scroll is completely unrolled, Jesus Christ receives his inheritance in full. Revelation 20 explains that Satan will be imprisoned during Jesus Christ's thousand-year reign on earth, but will be released afterwards for one last rebellion before finally being crushed by God once and for all and then cast into the lake of fire and brimstone to be tormented day and night forever and ever. Jesus Christ, the creator of all, will then make all things anew. Those of us who are in Christ should look forward to his inheritance of the kingdom and his subsequent rule, of which there will be no end. So the seven-sealed scroll is God the Father's will to his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus alone has the right to rule Israel and the entire world in universe, and he will. Also important to understand is that because of the burning of the Jewish temple in AD 70 by the Romans, the records of the kingly line were lost. Significantly, the only records that exist now are the genealogies of Jesus Christ in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke, which legally prove that he is a son of King David and therefore the only heir to the throne. That means that the future government we have to look forward to is a theocracy, which is a God-run government. Jesus Christ truly is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Yeah, Amen. come Lord Jesus. Now you have a few people around you. I certainly do. And this, these are our family is here, and this is all the people in our family right now. Uh, the question is that I would ask you, can you introduce your family and tell us what they do? Yeah, I, I would love to. This is my beautiful wife, Jasmine, and she helps me put together 
my segments. We're doing a lot of interesting things for next year. It's going to be really exciting. And that's the editing and all that that's too. The, yeah, exactly. And she checks my content, you know, make sure keeps you on the <laughs> keeps me on the straight and narrow. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And also uh, the graphics. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, for the that's right. She yeah. does my mm -hmm. graphics. Yeah. All the graphics for this program Very as well. Very busy. Mm -hmm. uh, this is my oldest son, Ollie. Oliver. How old are you, Oliver? Seven. Seven awesome. years old. You're going to drive a car soon, I'll tell you. <laughs> and this... You're, you're three. three. That's awesome. This is my three-year-old son, Elias. <laughs> that is awesome, Elias. say hi? <laughs> so that's your family, Ryan. That is excellent. Now, Corey, good to have you back. Thank you. You're it's good be to be back. back in a week. I uh, am, yes. Every day in a week for the new year. We're, we're going for it. And you're doing some new segments. And so my question would be, Introduce your family. All right. So my husband, Matlock, is back here. And... Hi, Matlock. How you doing? You work with us and for us. Go ahead. So this is our oldest son, Emerson, here, who's five and thinking it's very funny to be on TV today. Um, this is our three-year-old. Okay, Emerson, okay. sit down. Okay. This is our three-year-old son, Matthias. And this is our newest son. He's sleeping. So we'll oh, see how this goes. Our newest son, Wesley. Wesley is beautiful. Now, how old are you, Emerson? Five years old? That is a whole handful of people. How old are you? Okay. Are you this many too? Three like years old. Wow. Yeah. And Wesley is what, half a year old now? No. Oh, no, not even. He was born September 2nd. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, oh yeah, I understand. I'm sorry, Wesley. I'll tell you. Okay. Well, we have another family member here, Brandon, behind me, Brandon, and introduce your family. This is Rebecca. You guys know her more than you know me. She's on the prayer meeting and she answers the phones. Yeah, and she does a great job with that. Mm -hmm. And you edit. I edit the program. And yeah. you direct the program. Yes. So whenever we hear your voice coming from the speakers in the yeah. studio, that's your voice, right? Yes. You try to keep us in line. Uh, mm -hmm. Unsuccessful. Not an easy job. Yeah. Not an easy job. And this is two of our favorite programs. We did yeah. the Friday one. I love the Christmas programs. It doesn't, it doesn't age me by years at all. <laughs> well, and as you can see, we are a normal family with lots of, lots of activities and lots of things going on, but we certainly do appreciate you as our extended family. And uh, we just love to, to, to come and, and give our thanks to you for your faithfulness throughout the year. And um, DJ is on camera one. DJ, how you doing? Good. DJ has said season's greetings and the same with Daniel. How you doing, Daniel? He says season greetings. He's on camera two. And Chris is doing your job right now in the control room. Say hi, Chris, through the speaker. Okay, very good. Well, and all the boys are also saying uh, hi to you, fact, Chris. They are, yes. and on Wednesday nights we have all the boys with us mm -hmm. because Wednesday nights we do a Bible discovery kids, and we also do it's part of a Wana. Yes, Brandon and, and Rebecca run that for what us. What does a Wana stand for? Approved workmen are not ashamed. Approved workmen are not ashamed. Yes. Second Timothy two verse fifteen. All right, so people should read Second Timothy mm -hmm. verse two or chapter. Second Timothy two verse fifteen. Mm -hmm. All right, very good. And we put that together on Wednesday nights, and we get it all so the the kids come in, and we do games with them and mm -hmm. all that. And you guys are really responsible for that, and so we help you in that. So and that's, that's a local thing that we do here in 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 the church. That's right. Yeah. And so it's very important. Now we want to pray for you, and guys, again, we need to say Amen together. Okay. Yes. 
Okay, guys. Okay, Ollie. Yep. Okay, Emerson. Okay. Okay, Elias and Matthias. Okay, here we go. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this time together. And we thank you for the families watching. And we thank you that in this time where the year's coming to an end, we're getting ready to go through the Bible again from Genesis to Revelation. But Lord, we pray that you would touch every family out there because there are a lot of people who don't have the kind of closed families that we do. But we pray, Lord, the Bible says you set the solitude in families. And so, Father, we thank you that we are part of the family of God. And today we pray, Lord, that you would help us and keep us together. And Lord, we thank you. And, and I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that if we don't have the Bible guide or not subscribe to it, we would get ourselves involved in reading the Bible, Lord, because that's the secret, knowing what God says. In Jesus' name, and we said together, Amen. Very good. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Very good. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Let's do it again. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the word of God. The B-I-B-L-E. Bible. Yay for the Bible. Two of the songs that we sing a lot in Awana on Wednesday. Do you guys like Awana on Wednesday night? Yes. You do? I do. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Sometimes we sing, he's got the whole world in his hands. 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 He's got the tiny little babies. In his hands, he's got the tiny little baby. In his hands, he's got the tiny little baby. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got you and me, brother. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the mamas and the papas. In his in his hands, he's got the mamas and the papas. In his hands, he's got the mamas and the papas. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got everybody watching. In his hands, he's got everybody watching. In his hands, he's got everybody watching. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. See you later, everybody. Bye, say bye. bye.
I just wanted to take a minute and explain to you that uh, this is the place where we do the prayer meeting in the studio, and we do that three times a week. We do it on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 3.30 to 4.30 on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Bible Discovery TV. So we're on several places, and uh, we make our prayer meeting available for you. So in other words, if you desire, if you need prayer, if you sense in your spirit that you just desire to have prayer, then I want to make sure that we get you covered, that we cover you in prayer. So I just want to invite you. It's very important that you hear me. I want to invite you at the end of this year. This is the 26th. So at the end of this year, I want you to know that we have this time for you. And you can join us by going to BibleDiscoveryTV.com, BibleDiscoveryTV.com. Or you can search us out on the YouTube and or on Facebook. Nevertheless, the prayer meeting is here for you. Also, I wanted to mention to you at this time, prayer is a unique thing. Uh, it's not simply casting your words into the air that no one hears, but prayer is actually accessing the words or the ears of God and speaking to God and allowing him to hear us. When, when we gather our spirits to communicate to the divine mind, as we are people who have come to know Christ, that is very interesting because all of a sudden we're talking to God. Now think about that, talking to God. Yes, we are. Prayer is essential to the believer. But in order to pray correctly, and this is important, we have to understand the Bible. We have to begin to read the Bible and make ourselves immersed, if you would, into the words of God. Now keep this in mind. When we come to know the Lord by giving our lives to Jesus Christ, we say, Lord, come into my heart. When he comes into our heart, the Holy Spirit changes us. He comes in and he fills that God-shaped void inside of us. Well, let me tell you something. When you read the Bible and you've been saved from the ravages of hell, you've been saved from the deadly destruction, the Holy Spirit hears the words that he spoke to us, and those words are very different. And if we read them before we were saved. So coming to know Christ, that's important. But remaining in the knowledge of relationship with God is critical. I want to encourage you not only to pray, but I want to encourage you to stay in God's word. And Father, today we pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Help us to stay in God's word at the end of this year. Guide us and direct us, Lord and help us to follow you, know your word, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we all said together, Lord, make it so, amen.